You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. Thunder Talk. Hello, Mr. Dan. Hey, what's up, baby? <laughs> hey, friends. We're, we're back again. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. I mean, we, we I missed y'all. I think everybody's missed us. We were just trying to keep, 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 keep y'all on your toes, you know? Well, I mean, this is another, uh, you know, damn it, Dan. Don't die on this, Dan. Yeah, well, you know. this was, yeah, but this was like a made-for-TV version of it. This, <laughs> this really wasn't. This was like the watered-down version? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, this would have, uh, this is this is like The Hobbit compared to Lord of the Rings. This is like. Uh, I thought it was like a Lifetime movie compared to, you know, an actual big budget film. Yeah, okay, yeah. But like the same, fr- or like when, when a blockbuster comes out and then there's always like a direct-to-video knockoff of it. Right. Yeah. Or like a a Disney hit, and then they have the straight to video sequel. Yes, exactly. Yeah, this was this was Lion King two and a half. Definitely. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, this was uh, this was Aladdin three: Return of Jafar. I think is what it was called. <laughs> oh no! Just name dropping I... all those hidden gems. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, no, they've made a sequel to Cinderella. Jesus. They've yeah. made a couple, and I've heard Cinderella 3, A Twist Through Time, is actually pretty hilarious. You know, I've heard that bullshit, and I, I'm not, like, I don't, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know any of these uh, movies had any sequels. Like, it's blowing my mind. I'm like, Aladdin 2? Aladdin Yeah, 3? we what have Disney+. Plus. About? Get on there and just look around. Yeah, go check that out. I mean, don't. You know, that's like a knee-jerk reaction. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, go check that out. Yeah, dude. Maybe maybe we need to do that for the listeners. Yeah, uh, w- another sometime. bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that. that's, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys get that job. Perfect. Oh, no, it's all you, all you. I, I'm still recovering from Velocipaster. Velocipaster was amazing, <laughs> okay? <laughs> It, it was it wasn't horrible. I mean, I think my favorite bomb of the barrel we've done though so far has been uh, electric, boogaloo two, electric boogaloo. Or, yeah. Oh, breaking two, breaking two, breaking yeah. two was a was yeah. a smash hit. It was something else. You know, that was my favorite to edit, and it was also like the most. It was like eight hours to edit that thing because <laughs> because I was so passionate about it. Yeah, like I basically ended up watching the movie in order to. Like in snippets and pieces and at various broken times, but yeah. Electric Boogaloo, everybody. I got my Dragon Con badge last weekend. Oh, dude, like the Lost Dragon Con. Oh, R.I.P. A couple of the mics from over at ESO, Wheatley and I sat down with them, uh, I don't know, maybe six fucking months ago, the last time we uh, <laughs> put out an episode. And uh, yeah, there's some super relevant talk right there about Dragon Con. Well, I mean... Time in 2020 just doesn't mean what it normally does. Yes. Yeah, it actually took entire- place six years ago, like four years before Thunder Talk even existed. Like it was that kind of timeline. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like if you think about Terminator too hard, it doesn't add up. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> like what? which movie is the prequel? I don't know. I don't know. 
Or are they all the prequel? Oh, wow. Yeah. Or they're all the prequel. Every time they get a new Terminator, that's the prequel. And you're like, I don't understand what's going on. Where am I? <laughs> and then with X-Men, this just like end on a really crappy note and start over. Like just the crappiest of notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, yeah, but uh, so your badge, you got you got your Dragon Con badge for Dragon Con for the con that never that never was. Yeah, show it to us. Yeah, let's see I it. mean, oh, yeah. I mean, that doesn't really help sh- the audience. It doesn't yeah, help the saying. audience. Let me show it to all the Beth, listeners describe here. Describe that. Describe that to everybody, please. Why me? Because uh, I because <laughs> I think you're good at words. <laughs> well, I mean, he could post a photo on the book of faces for the Thunder Faithful. To oh, see. actually, yeah, I did. Actually, I did once. I got it. Oh yeah, oh, he did that. There you go. Yeah. So see, Dan hasn't been paying attention. How how did people? How did you get a badge? Adam, did you, I mean, did you slip off to Atlanta? Was there like a was this yeah. whole was this whole Dragon Con being canceled? An entire smoke screen in order to make me not go? Yeah, I, possibly. Yes. I mean, that's all COVID was. Is that way they could reduce the numbers and then everybody <laughs> could actually get into the venues and see all the panels. Everybody could do know? everything they needed to do without <laughs> me being there. Actually, oh, no. It yeah. was just a giant conspiracy. Co- concocted by me so i wouldn't have to hang out with anybody the rest of the year <laughs> yeah nice Burn. dude i want to know about this badge the con did happen you have a badge what's going on yeah i broke into the sheraton grabbed it <laughs> <laughs> excellent good work Le- legionnaire says what's up oh, <laughs> oh that's so 2019 yeah i mean like nobody even cares about legionnaires yeah. at all Weston Ayers is sitting in the basement of the Weston being like, hey, COVID's <laughs> just taking my thunder right now. Oh, yeah. Adam's moldy turkey sandwich. The turkey sandwich. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I created my own virus and then like it just got <laughs> buried so COVID could get all the heat. But wait, did you create the coronavirus by drinking too many Coronas? Oh, no, he ate the moldy sandwich. No, That's but exactly. but how did it jump from Weston Ayers to COVID? to corona would be by way of a couple of cold ones that's called cross-pollination exactly. or call and a yeah. trickle of legionnaires yeah, yeah. cracking open a cold one with the boys yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's of course. Uh, that, that might be considered tasteless everybody that yeah might have been considered I mean, incredibly tasteless i think um, that we're far enough into this year that everybody understands that we're just oh, i didn't we say are where we are i didn't say i was cutting it i mean we're post it was tasteless yeah i mean i'm I mean, we're we're post South Park pandemic special. I think. Uh, exactly. <laughs> if we can't joke about it now, this is this is no holds barred part of the year. Yeah, it's only going to get spicier from here. <laughs> <laughs> Spice balls. <clears throat> so, Adam, uh, I heard you got a DragonCon twenty twenty badge, um, and the, the, it didn't happen. And so, how how'd you get it? I rolled over my membership to 2021 Dragon Con, and then they sent me the OG 2020 badge as a thank you. Aww. And oh, and okay, and cool. I got a Dragon Con face mask. Very cool. Oh, that is cool. I like that. Well, thanks for giving me a straight answer, finally. <laughs> it even comes with uh, little fasteners because that mask was big on my face. Oh, wow. Oh, well, I'm, cool. I am definitely looking forward to next year. Hopefully there's not another new plague other than the con crud because you can't go to a huge 
convention and not get the con crud, but I'm looking forward to it. We're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'll, I'll see you in Atlanta. If we're at a point where we can do that next year. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody actually asked me if we had uh, any Katniss Everdeen costumes last week. And I was just thinking, have they been in Halloween stores at any point past 2015? Hunger Games costumes? Yeah. There's always. No idea. There's always at least uh, two or three, I think. When was the last time we were in? I mean, last year. Last year we were, we went to a Halloween store just to. Did we? Yes, because it was the one over there where Horn and Seed used to be. I don't think we went to the Halloween store last year. Maybe we didn't. Well, well now <laughs> there's actually a whole section wall section thing, a whole Harley Quinn section now. Like we have, well, we have one that war that began in. 2016 yeah what well, what show did we just watch that had uh hubie halloween hubie halloween and at least three people on in one little part of the movie all had harlequin uh costumes and i was like yeah all the same one this is this is what's happening this year every nice. single person is going to wear harlequin and now there's uh costumes for the boys too homelander and uh and Carl Urban? I'm sure Starlight <laughs> Fucking is Carl Urban. No, not oh. uh, the Butcher or Billy Butcherson or whatever his name is. Yeah, but you yeah. just have to wear like a trench coat and some uh, unlaced combat boots. And a Hawaiian shirt underneath. Yeah. You have to dress uh, like I did in like middle school is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so get this. And be a dick at cons. Um, we met my derby wife's new boyfriend and I am going all in on Carl Urban. We're having some drinks. I mean, we had been social distancing. This is the first time we've gone out to a bar, you know, and during the whole time. Outdoor and bar. Outdoor bar. We're separated from everybody else. We're having this conversation. He goes, I've met Carl Urban, and he was really nice to me. And I was like, the fuck you did? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I so... Um, I guess he waited the table. He, the guy, he, he, you know, he's a lawyer now and everything. But back whenever he had like a, a service job, he was uh, waiting a table and for a private party. And Carl Urban was uh, doing something. And anyway, he's like, "Oh, I've met him, and he seems to be really nice." And I was like, uh, "No, he's not. <laughs> it's a lie." It is. And I told him, while we might disagree on um, how we think Carl Urban is, uh, that I was willing to give him a shot. And the next time I see him, I might even mention, you know, because I, you know what, if he is there at Dragon Con 2021, we're all going to go. We're all going to go with me and we're going to talk to him and it's going to be intense. Rock and roll. We're going to get us some Carl Urban. Yep, we're going to resolve this thing with Carl Urban. Just, just <laughs> Once like and for all. <laughs> just like the or Four Horsemen just... are going to eventually resolve their thing with the Travel Channel. That, or he's just going to punch me in the face. I, I... <laughs> it's oh, a possibility. Geez. Could you imagine if I made Carl Urban so mad that he like reached across like the, the table that they do the Dude, signing? We would fucking, that would crush our numbers, man. If you could, <laughs> if you could make that happen... 
Uh, <laughs> hey, Kavika's dirty wife's boyfriend. If you, you, I mean, if you got any pull in all of this, anybody out there, if you can get Carl Urban, well, I mean, to give to give uh, to give Kavika the business over this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> You'd really be the, doing us a favor. The problem is you can't record in the Walk of Fame, so we wouldn't be able to get like video proof if that happened. No, I'm talking like find out where he's having dinner like this Thursday night <laughs> is what I'm saying. Oh like, shit. Like come on. Walk of Fame. Well, I, no. I'm saying I, let me say like if he reached over the table and punched me. Oh my god. I promise be... you like every phone that w- that is available at somebody's hip would be instantly out recording, you know. Like that would be it, the it, best. It, <laughs> you can take you can take a hit, Kavika. I've met you. Oh, I could. You can take a, you can take a man, couple. That, I mean, take one for the team, ego. dude. Come on, take one for the team. And then I'll play this random bystander that's like, "Oh no, Carl Urban just hit Thunder Talks, Kavika." Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Yeah, and you could throw blows back. I mean, you could turn it into a whole oh, thing. Oh no, <laughs> <You know>? that, <laughs> that would be terrible. Oh wait, well, I mean, I'm just thinking of the show, everybody. I'm just, I'm just thinking of the show here. Yeah, yeah. Claire here with a special announcement. Contrary to popular belief, I didn't cancel Dr. Geek's laboratory. It fell into development purgatory thanks to MacGuffinite crystals or some such science from fiction nonsense. I've put an end to that. I locked all the staff inside the laboratory for the duration of the crisis. Now they can create 24-7 without petty distractions like home lives or free will. Look for new Dr. Geek episodes coming soon. The gay dynamics last up against the wall when the robots rise. You know... I think it would have been probably the most perfect Halloween. Uh, it falls on a Saturday. The weather is supposed yeah. to be awesome. The only mm-hmm. issue is, is that <laughs> there's COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like a like a once in a century, a once in an age plague is continuing to roll over the earth. In fact, I, we just set a record uh, a couple days ago. We just beat our spring numbers in terms of uh infections and uh the sing- in terms of single day reported infections yeah that's it's crazy. getting worse right right like 40 percent of americans said that uh if the vaccine came out they're still not going to take it same assholes that uh, won't wear a mask and probably and probably eat with their mouth open yeah uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, you know, that's unfortunate. I mean, now, and a lot of that to me has nothing to do with COVID. I, I feel like there are just people that are just anti-vaccine, sure. period. You know, you have a lot oh, of people. Th- yeah, that, that's you, true. You yeah. know, so yeah. I, 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 I get God. that. But right. what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, what if this this vaccine is the real deal? So what happens to everyone else? Do they get left behind? What what happens? You know, it's just interesting. You know, when the kids when the kids roll up on your lawn, just have uh, well, you know, like when you you know when, the, when people go into prison, what is it? Lie or they get deloused? Uh, what is that stuff they throw on you? It burns and disinfects. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. 
because I've seen enough prison movies to know that exactly. they, did, yeah, they do right. sort of hold you down <laughs> with some type of disinfected or something like that. But I can't, yeah. I don't know what it is, though, what it's actually called. You, you, you hit the kids with that, and if they make it through, they get a full-size Snickers. <laughs> full-size. That's that's. That's that's the trade-off. And, and hope that there's no lawsuit later from the parent. I mean, that just invokes a clause that I call the you got to earn that Snickers clause. <laughs> there you go. I almost sort of feel like we're in this alternate timeline. Like, I, I don't know. Like, something about what's happening right now, I feel like there were forces in place where there were two alternatives. It was this timeline or something even worse happening. And somehow, you know, someone rolled the dice and we ended up in this particular timeline with the plague. Right. And, um, you know, I don't even want to know what that other alternative timeline is. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, again, if everyone does what they're supposed to do, we can get through this. But right. I think if 40% of people are saying that they're not going to take the the vaccine it's gonna have to be a wait and see situation you know what i mean but you know i kind of prefer dealing with a plague rather than you know the alternative of bombs dropping well yeah i think uh, i think it, and it was obama who fixed this who who, who averted this like like some yeah. Gar- some gary seven shit so here's a thought in terms of trick-or-treating teenagers uh first how 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 do uh how do y'all feel about teenagers trick-or-treating? Oh, I give teenagers a hard time when they come to my house. I said, okay, you better say trick-or-treat. Or, and sometimes I'm like, okay, where's your costume? Why should right. I give you candy? You're too old. You're too cool for school. Right. I, I I, will give them the candy, of course. Sure. But, you know, yeah. I'm like, uh, no. But what? Okay. And you know what? I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah. Shit, I remember uh, one time we went out trick-or-treating, came home, it was like 9.30, and we still had our decorations up and the lights on, you know, because mm-hmm. it's Halloween. Um, but right. I guess I guess that meant to, you know, roving packs of uh, moms with their kids and then mom's, I'm assuming, shitty boyfriend uh, <laughs> got a late jump on it, <laughs> and they come knocking on my goddamn door at 9.30. Um and we were out, you know, we were, we were, we were out. We left a bowl out. Um, I think that was the same night that our pumpkin was smashed and somebody jacked all the candy, even though we lived in a kind of out in the sticks, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this asshole knocks on my door and he's like, Hey, trick or treat. He's had these kids. And I'm just like, dude, we're out. We're way out. Uh, it's, and he's like, come on, man. Like incidents like, come on, man, is what he says. And I'm instantly like, I don't fucking, I don't love your kids. I don't even like your kids. All right, I'm going to tell you, fucking, we're out. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to reiterate. I said we are out. Mm-mm. And he's like, but your lights are on. You're like, because I mean, not only were the, you know, the lights for the decorations up, but our porch light was on. Uh, you know, and I was like, oh fuck, like he's got me there. You know what I mean? Like in, ter- in terms of yeah. ho- in terms of Halloween, in terms of you know the the broader social contract of what it is. <clears throat> If your lights are on and, you know, our windows were open and the lights were on and, you know, we turned on a movie or something. Uh, we we from the outside totally looked like we were ready to rock and roll, like come knock on the door, yeah. you know, 
But uh, it was still nine thirty. I mean, like trick or treat usually no, I ends. Was, dude, I mean, around eight thirty, nine o'clock. Um, even if my, I mean, like I've never gotten a trick or treater after nine o'clock ever. No, that's uh, that's also part of the social contract. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this motherfucker. We, he and I were mean mugging each other, like straight up, uh, at my front door at nine thirty at night. And when he said, "All your lights are on." You're, you're, and I had to, yeah, you're right. Nine, nine, nine o'clock is, you know, uh, you no, no, you don't knock after nine. But that being said, I did see where he was coming from and it was like, oh, you son of a bitch. You fucking. And so I, I gave them, uh, a couple pieces out of my kids' bags and it's like, fucking be on your way, dude. And thanks for the skeevy story I'm going to tell people about you uh, <laughs> every couple of years. Now, Adam, how do you feel about teenage trick or treaters? Like, and, and let me let me uh, give you some options as well. Mark, like you were saying, assholes roll up to your door, you know. And kid teenagers, I mean, who are bigger assholes than teenagers, you know? Except for like maybe kindergartners. Uh, what if they're in costume? What if they're all in? What if you have like a 16-year-old completely done up, totally saying trick or treat, you know, being cool with the whole thing, but you know, same time they're like 17. How do you uh how do you feel about that? Uh, well, I mean if they're like respectful and they're like really also really serious about like you know doing Halloween stuff, like you know, you you know the game, you know where I come oh, from. Oh yeah, so, yeah. You right. know, if you're down with, so if you're down with the Halloween, like legitimately, and you're you didn't just throw on a little something, and you're just trying to score some free sugar. Um, they could be forty years old for all you care. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> well, well, thirty years old. There's a difference because the sixteen, seventeen year old, like they're not at the age yet where they can, instead of trick or treating, you know, go to a Hollywood party or. Hollywood party, Halloween party, and just get fucked out of their mind. No, you know what? You know what? Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. You're right. Or I mean, because because it sucks. Like I mean, I guess you know, teenagers would probably this would be their sort of rite of passage of a few years of in between, eh, between you know being able to you know trick or treat as at socially acceptable ages, and then just you know. And then getting to the point of adulthood and just fucking raging on Halloween. Yeah, they're still technically legally a child, kind of last hurrah, and they're going all out because they love Halloween. Uh, and at the same time, they're old enough to score weed. Yeah, and chances are they'll be in college the following year, possibly, and be able to go into one of those parties and you know just get fucked up anyway. Yeah, yeah, true, true. You know, I was also thinking. Uh, a whole part of that that social contract is at some point you need to be the one at home handing the candy out, going to the store, paying for it with with money, and then hand, you know being being the one that uh, opens the door. Or you know they're old enough to have a part time job; they can just you know stay in, have a bowl, a big ass bowl of their own candy, and just you know fucking watch horror movies, but. Thunder Faithful, uh, I, I, I'm coming to you live, ground zero, at the most exclusive Halloween party 
not only in uh, the upstate here in South Carolina, but possibly Earth. Well, let's let's uh, let's start with the the beautiful, the talented Melissa Clink. Hello. How you doing, baby? I'm doing good tonight. How are you? I'm good. I'm way good. I'm way good. I'm I'm, I'm always good when Jonathan Wheatley, History of Comic Books, is in the house. Yeah. How you doing, mate? Yeah, doing good, mate. Excellent, excellent. And you 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 saw them. Uh, you heard them earlier this week, and back by popular demand. James and Jessica Moser, the Fall Horseman. Hello. Hello. How's everybody going? Yeah, we got Wheatley in the mix to remind me that uh, even though Hamburglar is called Hamburglar, he has cheeseburgers on his on his regalia, not costume. Yeah, no Halloween party this year, unfortunately. It's all virtual this year. We're we're pretending yeah. we're having the Halloween party. <laughs> yes. Although I did get to dress up for my episode of 31 Days of Halloween, so I was happy yeah. about that. Yeah, virtually speaking. Virtually, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the Halloween party that lasts forever. The, the, the entire costume was added on CGI. <laughs> There you go. That, yeah, it was that's, all James. The testament. That's, that's why the delay <laughs> on uh, the release time for it. It was uh, it was a lot of time of me in 3D Studio Max. Uh, it was hard, but it was worth it. Yeah, I know everybody. Head to your local 7-Eleven to pick up the 3D glasses. It'll be broadcast on Fox uh, this uh, Thursday. Yeah, uh, if you tune into our YouTube channel, I'll be wearing a costume for the episode that comes out on Halloween Day. Whoa! Yeah. All right. I was not aware of that. Well, I told, I, told, I told you what I was going to wear for the Halloween episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, now James is like, wait, I got to edit that now? Oh, James. <laughs> no, no, James is in that episode. Yeah, we're both, we're going to be together in that episode for the oh, first time. Sweet. Oh, excellent, yeah, so. excellent. I was just like, do I have to do a costume too? No, you don't have to, but I just, I, I bought something that I wanted to wear, so YouTube was a good reason to do that. Absolutely. for everything. Zombies. The undead, <laughs> uh, baby. That was the that was the episode of uh, Thirty One Days of Halloween that you did for the Fall Horseman. Yes. Oh, and James added this really cool special effect that made me look like a zombie. I thought it was really rad. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm a zombie!" Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty rad. Just just to let you know, Melissa, that wasn't a special effect. That was me doing it by hand. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't like a filter that I just threw on there. That it wasn't was... a special effect. Melissa really looks like that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> just saying it wasn't simple, like, just click, go. It was yeah. me by hand. Well, I, I appreciate I appreciate it because it was really awesome. Attention to detail. Right, yes. exactly. That's what you can count on here. That's like old Matt painting Ralph McQuarrie shit going on. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice, nice. Well, because if you notice, the episode today features Dawn of the Dead, and James made me look like a zombie from Dawn of the Dead. Yes. Yeah. You get to use that uh, poster for notes at one point. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. James just got to caress it, like, lovingly, like, (laughs) I mean, can you not stroke the poster? (laughs) It's so pretty. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, dude. Dawn of the Dead is might be one of my top 10 favorite films, period. Same. Uh, you know, I actually watched some movies I hadn't seen before to do my video, and I, I enjoyed that James came up with a pretty good list, and I'm not sure how much of that Jessica helped with, but uh, they they both, they had a, they have a pretty good uh, list of movies. Now I have to ask uh, Melissa, did you see Paranormal before you did the video? 
I did, but I saw it when it was released, and so I watched it again with Kira, and Kira just loved it. I remember seeing an opening weekend that the audience cheered at the end. It was that good. Yeah, it was was, was pretty good. I like the twist ending. Yeah, uh, Melissa actually got to choose the Overlooked Horror movie. I did. I was so excited because I thought, well, okay, he's already got the movies planned ahead of time. That's all right. I'll just do what... You know, he has, and then he was like, you can choose this one. And I was like, yay! <laughs> Ironically, the movie that was in the selection slot was actually uh, another Italian horror film. It was uh, Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. So it spared the audience to have to see yet another James Italian horror movie collection. No, see, I'm actually <laughs> fascinated. If, if you look at the show notes of uh, Thunder Talk episode 32, where we dive really deeply into the... Uh, Fall Horseman, 31 Days of Halloween. If you look at uh, the the segment where you speak about your passion for Italian horror films. Uh, well, you know what? I'll, 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 I encourage you and all of our listeners just to go have a little pleasant surprise. And maybe maybe get some Google Translate going. Uh, <laughs> you'll dig it. You'll dig it. So when Melissa got the video, when, when, when she answered the call of the Four Horsemen. Uh-oh! And her subject was zombies. And one of the movies was Day of the Dead. I was like... You know, I had I had like a Miyagi moment. I was like, "Oh <laughs> man, okay can i can I be your can I be your guy in the chair? You know what I mean? Can I can I? Uh, he was totally my guy in the chair. <laughs> yeah, uh, Day of the Dead. You know, I remember that movie. See, I saw it uh, not thirteen. Saw it not long uh, after I saw Dawn of the Dead. It, honestly, it came off as uh, really silly to me at the time. I was <laughs> really disappointed after Day of the Dead. And I had never given it much like consideration until last week. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, that was a good movie. That was a great movie. When I was 13, the way they went with Bub, I just didn't get it. I wasn't old enough. I wasn't mature enough. What's, what's more terrifying than a zombie that can figure out how to shoot a gun? Or the dude <laughs> bitten by the zombie but hadn't quite turned. Like he, they chopped his arm off. Oh, yeah. And yet, that was well, you know, I don't want to even spoil it. But in terms of like how the other half lives, which I know also references a much later Romero Living Dead movie, but uh, what Land of the Dead? Land, yes, yeah. So he had Bub reaching towards us, but then he had the guy reaching for them. So yeah. So tonight, uh, as a uh, as, as as a passion of mine, and really like a personal vanity, because uh, uh, well, I got to live out his wildest fantasies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Whoa. I like talking about zombies. <laughs> And who better to talk to it with than uh, than the Fall Horseman? And, I mean, if you watched my video today, you saw that I called Dawn of the Dead a piece of art multiple times, because I really do feel that way. Sister, I am I, you're preaching to the preacher. It's one of my absolute favorite movies, and I have spent a lot of time trying to convince people who I know who aren't necessarily horror fans to watch it just because like if you have any appreciation for film whatsoever you will like this movie and appreciate for the appreciate it for the art that it is absolutely yeah absolutely well and i've been noticing too with um george a romero it's like yeah there's zombie movies but his focus is more on humanity and the different aspects of humanity where do you oh, think yeah. uh, exactly the all the the walking zombie cable tv shows oh yeah because i mean you know the whole yes it's a zombie apocalypse we're really going to use this to shine a microscope on how filthy we all are (laughs) in our souls uh, when we're beyond the breaking point that was romero Uh, tell me if i'm wrong i mean there'd been zombies 
before in B cinema and maybe some respectable stuff too. But I, th- I think the modern context of zombie is is oh, a, yeah. is is Romero. Yeah. No, I was to go to James. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the Romero premise, the modern zombie is what he pretty much invented. Yeah, what you know as a zombie today is because of Romero. Right. Um, in his defense, if you go back and rewatch Night of the Living Dead, they're referred to as ghouls because he was trying right. something different. Yeah. Right. Um, but as Dario Argento told him uh, when before he was as he was writing Dawn of the Dead, he said, "Well, you come from Cuba. Uh, Romero was born and raised in Pittsburgh, but his family's Cuban." Oh, really? He said, "Well, that area down there was real famous for zombies." Uh, the Haitian zombies. Oh, uh, okay, stuff, like voodoo. That's, that's where Romero's yeah. like original bloodline runs through is into Cuba. No shit. So he created the ghoul, which we just had in Italy. They turned into zombies. They just called it zombie because that was just easier for them. Right. Uh, Lucio Fulci's zombie is called Zombie Two in Italy because Dawn of the Dead is called Zombie. Oh, that's right. Zombie, okay, sure. Zombie sure. is a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. And that's oh, the wow. Dario Argento uh, <laughs> cut, correct? Of, uh, no, no, no. That's Lucio Fulci's. No, I mean Zombie. When they brought it over to Italy and they did Zombie, he did a cut himself. Did he not? He did a cut. All he did was he extended it. It's about okay. 15 minutes longer. Um, and the entire soundtrack is all Goblin. Oh. There is there is no uh, elevator music, which is used sporadically through Dawn of the Dead. Because right. they're in a mall. Right. Oh, yeah. um, that's all replaced. It's all Goblin. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. When we... The set, first time I ever watched on, that's what I watched, is the Argento cut. Oh, serious? I insisted. Yeah, I mm-hmm. insisted. as a Because she hadn't seen it. I showed it to her for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, here's the deal. You're going to see the Italian cut, because it's my favorite cut. Right. Right. Um, but that's just because I, you know, grew up with Italian horror films. So. Uh, can we borrow that, please? Or at the very least, we can just get Dragon Con Wrestling to sanction a match between Kavika and Carl Urban. Now, yeah, yeah. now oh, that oh. that would be money, and that fucker would go that's, down. That's money in the I'm bank, just, baby. That's money I in mean, the bank. He's what at least ten that's such years good older. Shit. He's at least ten years older than me, maybe even fifteen. I could take him. I think so. Well, what did, what so. is he like? Fifty five? Oh, oh at yeah. least, at least. I mean, like you're going down, old man. <laughs> I mean, bow, pile driver, right with the elbow. I mean, <laughs> I I will go back on the ropes. I'll, I'll do like the bounce back, you know, kind of thing. Come in like a slingshot, like a comet. Yeah. <laughs> I, Whoa! According to Wikipedia, he is forty eight years old. Oh shit, he might be able to take me. <laughs> I mean, he's only Man, he looks really rough for 48. <laughs> he, looks, he looks pretty tired, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was like, that was a lot of hair dye and beard dye whenever I saw him. I don't know. I mean But maybe maybe he's stronger than I think. I I, I mean I'm willing to give it a shot, especially in the ring. I mean, you and me, Carl Urban. You and me. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
<laughs> Good job, wife. Yeah. Well, I mean, anytime you like you end a conversation, you, then you start imagining it. You're like, huh? I wonder how that would work. Probably not well, but we could make it happen. Eat your prayers and say your vitamins. <laughs> sure. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, well, speak, speaking about him, yeah, we we watched um, the season finale of The Boys. Yes. Nod your head. Yes. The people can't see whether I'm nodding or not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't seen any of it. It's it's it is really good. I mean, and I was you, just trying to remember how the season ended. And so I was like, did we watch every episode? But I guess we did. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to give away how it ended. Yeah. Don't say how it ended. But well, I'm just saying right, right, right now. Don't that say it. No, I'm just let me let me just put this out there. Uh, superheroes, I think, in reality, would be absolutely terrifying, and the collateral damage would be immense, and I would hate to be stomped on. So, I I prefer yeah, like a nuclear deterrent between two <laughs> corrupt countries than than superheroes dicking around telling us yeah, I, like how I mean, this is going to happen. Laser beam, just like I'm gonna shoot some laser beam, like Superman eyes, just <laughs> right, just vaporize like everything. Superheroes in New York, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think like in reality, like okay, most people like Superman in comic books, but in reality, I think more of us would be Lex Luthers. Honestly, oh, oh, yeah. When it comes to how we feel about aliens, you know, going with truth, justice, the American way, we know all three of those words are bullshit, you know. <laughs> and now we got some fucker who can fly around with laser eyes, yeah, <laughs> you, acting you know? all goody two shoes. Yeah, fuck I that. mean, like telling us what we could do. <laughs> you know, he voted for Reagan. You know, he did. <laughs> What's the next superhero movie we're getting? Is it Wonder Woman? Allegedly. I mean, Christmas <laughs> Allegedly. Day. Allegedly. That might be the first time I go to a movie theater is to go see Wonder Woman. And I, I will, I don't know, we probably can't see it Christmas Day. We volunteer and stuff. And Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. They, oh, shit. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, will we be able to volunteer I don't year? know, because it's a... <laughs> It's like a it's a buff huge buffet dinner thing with like ten thousand people that stand in lines. Like I, yeah, I just now thought about it. I wonder if they'll do like boxed meals or something. Like still do it, but just not have people like hang out and eat there or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, but ten thousand people, right? I mean, like they usually pack inside the building. Like right. there are thousands of people, so right. I well, don't and even know. It's fucking cold. It's like come in for a warm meal in a you know yeah hot well, meal in a warm room. They normally let people stand in line inside, and because it's for like underprivileged families, they'll show up hella early to get in line because they come in, they get their meal, and then like the kids get to pick out a toy, and they'll have like coats and things like that. So I'm not sure how they'll do it. Yeah, for some people, that's the only presents they get a year, you right. know, and they're getting coats and all kinds of stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be different. The, wor the world is different now, you know. I So I was 
we were watching um, a Blackpink documentary and one of the people was wearing a mask and this was, you could tell it was like uh, filmed uh, pre-COVID, but many Asian societies, anytime they travel or they're around, you know, a lot of people that are out doing stuff, they wear a mask anyway. And right. I kind of, I kind of see us go, you know, the people will start doing that more frequently, especially being around strangers. Like, right. you know, you'll drop your mask around, you know, your select group of people. But, you know, around strangers, and especially traveling and stuff. Yeah. I mean, what this has taught me is wearing a mask isn't that big a goddamn deal. Oh, and absolutely for me, not. I have the medical mask underneath, like, the CDC. You remember how they told everybody how to pull out your sewing machine? And oh, like, yes. And the CDC yeah. has directions. I've got the medical mask underneath, the homemade mask, and I wear gloves when I go out. I have disposable extra-large rubber gloves for my extra-large hands. But also my nails. Look how long my nails are getting. I'm getting pretty proud of that. Like, I wear full <laughs> gloves. And I also I wear long sleeves, hoodie, uh, the whole deal. Well, that's also that's kind of what you have to do. I can live with that. It's not a big deal. Like, I'm over it. It's not that uncomfortable because it's all about the convenience. And, you know, and I see myself maybe doing that for the rest of my life. Beth, you want another shot of my nails here? It's, but it's only it's only my right ones. No, my, thank you. My left ones. My right ones are no. Keep keep that shit short. Yeah, those are wow. hers are useful fingernail length. Lesbian nails. You keep that shit short. <laughs> That's where all the good times come from, you know. <laughs> At least most of them. No, they're all coke nails, except for the pinky. I thought the pinky was the main coke nail. Well, no. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm, that's how. That's what's really fucking me up, guys. That's what's landed me in the hospital every time. And by hospital, I mean jail. The whole thing at the beginning of this year, total lie. <laughs> total lie. I was in rehab. I was, somewhere, I was somewhere in South Dakota going through some kind of Hollywood rehab. The giant balls, <laughs> though, not a lie. No, that was real. That that really. That, who knew that coming off a of coke would, would 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 just blow your nuts up? Allegedly. 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 Thunder Talk exclusive. (laughs) Please welcome back OG Thunder ally, Brandon Hilton, a.k.a. Anya Man. How you doing, Brandon? Hi, guys. Great, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, My power is going to be out for three days, but but it's not about me. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, it's, I think they're doing it on purpose. Love that timing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Halloween is a satanic, evil, devil-inspired event, so you know. I blame Hurricane Jessica Everybody, you know Brandon as a performance artist, activist, fashion mogul, events producer, literary advocate, internet television star of Queens of the Queen City. The drag queen extraordinaire. Uh, but did you also know that Brandon is a pop star? Yeah. Yeah, I'm rattling all this off. I think the better question is, what what are you not? I don't know. I'm every woman. You know, I try to do everything. So I don't want to limit myself to anything. Um, and I'm starting DJing, too. This weekend, I'm DJing for the first time. I have a DJ set tomorrow. So, I, you know, I'm always trying to constantly evolve and add everything to my resume. I don't want anyone else to get any jobs. I want them all. 
No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stay home, everybody. Just keep enjoying that that unemployment because Brandon's uh, Brandon's more qualified. I don't care what job you're going for. Brandon's more qualified. Oh, okay. Plus two, I learned to cook quarantine, so like really, watch out, everyone. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, next, like, you know, we're we're gonna find out. You're you're like you're a senator, an astronaut, and like and like uh, and three uh, times. Decorated submarine commander. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I could add all those things too, but I'm terrified to say I'm claustrophobic, so I'm out on that and going into people's houses. Can't do anything in small spaces. Um, and then yeah, I don't want to drown, so no water. And what's the other one? I don't I don't know. Oh, I no don't know. Yeah. All right. So everybody, yeah. So okay. So astronauts and submarine commanders, your job is safe. Right, right. You're the only ones I'm not coming for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sleep, sleep easy, friends. Sleep easy. So. Oh, and senator. Mm-hmm. Oh, senator. Yeah. Maybe in my forties. I'm still in my thirties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Would, yeah. Would you become an elder statesman? I got time to reel it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Today, we're celebrating the 10-year anniversary of your hit single, Glamour Zombie. Uh, to me, the original feels like uh, equal parts declaration and confession. A little bit, you know. Okay. It's, I guess so. Um, 10 years ago when I wrote it, I was trying to write just like a good pop song. And so I didn't put too much thought into it. When I wrote it, I wrote the song in about 25 minutes. Like it just kind of flowed out of me. But when I listen to it back now, it sounds—it it really is like a uh, an explanation of my life. But I didn't think about it like that then because I didn't put that much thought into it. But um, yeah, like it—it it really does explain like my love for fashion, my modeling career, like everything. And it talks a little bit about like the superficial aspect of fashion, which. When I became a designer, when I added that to my film, I wanted to change. And I think we have. Like Sometimes like I get to revisit things like years later, and I'm just like, you know, that's still a bop. <laughs> uh, if I'm hearing you right, it was kind of just on the page, right? It all just kind of flowed out, slapped it down, you know. Very that. Very that. Like a producer sent me a beat, I smoked a bowl, I wrote a song, I didn't give no thought to it. It just flowed out of me. Like right. It, it wrote itself, honestly. Like, the hook came to me, the chorus came to me, the verses came to me. It was done in, like, 30 minutes. And I was like, all right, I wrote it. And he was just like, okay. <laughs> Ten years later now is when you start finding, inferring, experiencing the depth of it. It finally makes sense, I guess, when I was to it back. I was like, wow, I guess my subconscious put more uh, thought into it than I realized I was putting into it when I was writing it. But it didn't, like, dawn on me until, like, years later. That's, like, some, like, temporal, like, time travel type shit, you know? I mean, that's just what happens when you're good at everything, Dan. I don't know. It's just, like, (laughs) when you're just so talented. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was was, was a pretty basic question. I get it. I get it. (laughs) But, yeah, it's really cool. And, like, I, I thought it was really special because it is still to this day, like, one of my most popular songs. It got featured in some movies. It was featured on the Bad Girls Club, the TV show. So it is special to me. And my fan base has always really loved that song. 
do something special for the 10-year anniversary. So I teamed up with all these different producers and DJs from all over the world, not just in America, but like Brazil and India and Australia and France. And they all kind of made different visions of Glamour Zombie for 2020, like revisioned it. And so that's what the Glamour Zombie remix EP is. It's just like a bunch of different kind of like reimagined versions of Glamour Zombie. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say that these aren't just remixes. They're, they, uh, the, the producers, the DJs, the, the people you brought in, uh, have literally recontextualized the entire song. Right. Some of them really went in. There's more coming, by the way. There's uh, a few being added to the mix that they just weren't done in time yet. Okay. So there's going to be about three more that will be added, and I'll just send those to you. Okay, sweet, sweet, and everybody, uh, just keep an eye on. You haven't heard it all yet. Oh, dude, more to come, more to come. Um, yeah. From what I've been able to get off the website, uh, I want to just just touch on them a bit. Uh, Nocturnal tweaks your vocal tempo, uh, and, and again, this is just kind of like what I got out of it. It, it right. to me, it kind of it almost feels like uh, they turned your song. It's only, it, it, it kind of sounds like it's a conversation between you and you, if that makes sense. In the Nocturnal remix? Yes. Right. Yeah, because they pitched my voice up and sped it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. The way they kind of juxtapose you against yourself uh, right. was was really rad. And then... Uh, is, that is one's it, done by Billy Weber in the UK. He's great. The, the remixes you have out right now are all really different from each other. You know, again, you said you kind of blurted it out in 25 minutes, but right. ten years ago, you created something with such multi-dimensional possibilities. That's crazy when you say it like that, but yeah, yeah, I love writing music. I'm I'm excited to start putting out more music. So I haven't really worked on anything music-wise in about six years. Ever since my grandma died, it kind of just like mm. put a cork in my in my musical creativity, but this past year I've been like really feeling the urge to start creating again so I'm excited maybe maybe by well I know by Christmas there'll be another project out but maybe by spring of next year I'll have like a whole new album and new music which is my goal I mean I had no idea that you were you were a music artist (laughs) it was funny to me on Facebook how many people did not know I mean because I mean I guess like I said, I haven't put out music in six years, so it hasn't been like a priority for me. And over over that six years, I feel like I've become a completely different person from who I was when my grandma was alive versus who I am now that she's passed away. Like my whole goals and ambitions changed. I became a designer, created a fashion brand. Like I just I went a different route after that. Like I've always been creative and I've always needed to create, but music was something that I did for her. Mm. And like I, I made music so that we could listen to it together, and I could see her reaction. And when I lost that, I just lost that urge. Right. But um, I'm, I've got the urge back now, so uh, I'm excited to, excited to do that again. Cause I do enjoy it. That's beautiful. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure the very large part of her that that continues with you, within you, it couldn't be more proud. Last question. If, uh, like, how do I put this without sounding like a poser? <laughs> Ten years ago, you, 
put 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 next to today you. If I could give myself advice, is that what you're asking? Not well. Yeah, I mean, again, without sounding like a basic ass bitch. Okay, so in in in. I don't think that's anything. It's a it's a very good question because I would have a lot to say to me ten years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then, yes, that's exactly what I'm asking. More specifically, um, more specifically, right off the bat, in Glamour Zombie, you stated you're a slave to the fashion. Now right. you you create those fashions. You've gone from right. from seeking that lifestyle to living it, from chasing it to now being chased. Right. Within that context, yeah, Brandon, you Brandon. Brandon from ten years ago. What does that sound like? Um, heaven. <laughs> Brandon ten years ago would be so happy with Brandon now, honestly, because I have to do less and I get more. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> but um, no. Uh, honestly, yeah, I think me then would be happy with where uh me now is. But I do wish that I could have got to where I'm at now. Then. You know, I wish I could have had it sooner because I feel like I did put in years and years and years. I mean, God, ten years of music. I mean, it's been ten years since that. Well, I mean, what? You're you're thirty now. I mean, you may as well just die, right? Right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's over for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. Uh, you're a busy man. Thank you so much. I love uh, you, Dan. Hey, love you too, dude. Love you too. And everyone else, if, if you're not familiar with Brandon. You're going to go check them out everywhere. Throw, throw out some of your socials. Throw out how, how can people find your music. How can how can you get a few more devotees out of us? Um, the easiest way to find all my music right now is just to go to YouTube and type in Brandon Hilton. Don't judge me by all of it because some of it is very old. Hmm. But um, we're releasing all the hits and like a little greatest hits thing that's coming out right before Christmas on thehouseofman.com. That's House Like a House at M-A-N-N.com. And um, I'm at Brandon Hilton on all social media. Please follow me on Instagram. I need more followers. I was just thinking about, like, I'm your guest almost every Halloween dance. This is like a, root, like, like a routine now, you know? I was the guest last Halloween, too. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you, you definitely. Def- it seems uh, to be like our, it's a holiday ritual. <laughs> oh, dude, I look forward. Like, like, to you, it's like, oh, cool, Dan's hitting me up right on. And to me, I'm just counting the days. I love that. I'm so excited to always be your guest because I, I truly do love you. I, I love you too. I love you so much, right? And, and and Kevin, love you. Love you both. Happy Halloween. Halloween is not canceled. Oh, 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 oh. So if you're looking for something fun to do this Halloween weekend and you want to get out of the house, someday we have a drag up on the roof and everything COVID safe, socially distant, masks enforced, and outdoors. Bam. See, everybody masks enforced thank you all right well hey what do you say we uh what do you say we drop this thing on the people yeah all righty i can't wait all right y'all hey glamour zombie coming at you now Sitting there with the skinny jeans 
of the 30-second ad spot for the Black Market Toast Podcast, where we take a piece of media out of the cupboard, dust it off, toast it up, and serve it as something completely new. What? Well, it means we either listen to or watch a movie or TV show or piece of music and then it's not like we just use whatever media we pick as a conversation starter (laughs) well because it's fun okay listen to it on your podcatcher of choice and follow us on facebook or something i've been packing my halloween bucket like every week for the last month and a half so like a chipmunk i've been living it pretty much yeah like a haunted chipmunk yeah i'm i'm storing my my mr good bars for winter yeah, right. Yeah, because where else do you find Crackle or Mr. Goodbar? Like occasionally out in the wild, like occasionally you'll find the full size, but not consistently. But mostly you'll see it in the little f- fun size variety no, bag exactly. with Hershey's. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's as a kid, shit, until maybe I was in my 20s and was driving through the desert and like this odd gas station had Crackle, like full size Crackle. And before that, I thought it was a Halloween exclusive. Uh... So yeah, kids, just uh, stay inside, have yourselves a nice, a big old bowl of candy, and uh, binge watch the Fall Horseman's Days of Halloween videos. Yes, yes. I'll be at work Halloween night watching other people in costume get f- fucking drunk while I'm hmm. in costume fixing video games. Oh, you're gonna be working. You're going to be working. Uh, yeah, we don't want to give anybody like any specific corporate branding. Not because we're you know afraid of your employers knowing what your what your real job is behind this microphone, but because uh, corporate sponsorship they're not they're not paying me. I know, but we're open to negotiations. Yeah, give us a call. You know who you are. <laughs> you, you, you know are. what you <laughs> you know what you've heard. Yeah, I think with teenagers. My, and, you know, I, I was always like, until not too long ago, like after the age of, if you're 12 and you're knocking on my door, I'll give it to you because you're probably still playing with toys. You know, they're 12-year-olds, you know, even maybe the odd 13-year-old who uh, who hasn't quite gotten up on game, you know. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're, pre, if you're, if you're an older preteen, I would get I wouldn't want to give you shit. Uh, And then somebody had said, well, think about it this way. The teenager is obviously unsupervised, right? Out out roaming the streets. (laughs) Uh, What would you rather they be doing? It's like we can keep, you know, it's, it's a way to keep it at least, at least keep an eye on them, you know? I guess roaming the streets isn't too bad if you're collecting Halloween, but then there's also those, older teenagers so like my first halloween experience um i remember all of the older brothers who in the neighborhood who were like 13 and 14 years old they were all you know taking us little kids uh trick-or-treating and there was this one kid named mark who lived across the street that didn't have any brothers and sisters and he sort of adopted me and my brother gordon to take us trick-or-treating because all of his friends had little brothers and sisters and it was such a great experience my first trick-or-treating uh experience we my brother and i were dressed up as uh batman and i just remember those masks being really plasticky and uncomfortable and i think after about the fourth or fifth house that mask was like sitting on my head because i just couldn't 
take it anymore. I'm like, yeah. Those, I'm like, those old cheap ass rubber masks. Right. Uh, right. It's sweaty. It's shitty. It, it feels toxic. You know, like it's it's you're not you're not breathing an oxygen nitrogen rich atmosphere anymore. <laughs> you feel like you're you're bre- you're you're you're, bre- you're breathing in like hard Western science. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so funny. It's like, I remember mine being sort of like hard plastic. And every now and then, I will see one of them displayed, you know, in a throwback on Facebook. Um, oh, you remember the hard plastic that straps around the back of your head? Yes, yes. That's what mine was made of. And I Oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was telling my family the other day, you know, because like, every year I would buy my kids a different costume. You know, like they've been everything, Wolverine and Dracula and the Tick and a lot of cool costumes. And I told my kids, I said, my parents only bought me, me and my brother, one costume. Like we never had any new costumes after that year. And they right. just, my kids just looked at me in amazement. And they says, why not? I says, because I said, look, I had cheap parents. What can I tell you? It wasn't like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't a money issue. It was just like, okay, we did our due diligence. We bought you guys costumes. We don't need to buy you costumes anymore. And, and that was it. Right. And, right. you know, I was talking to Ron about it. And I think that like, you know, there were six kids in his household. So he says a lot of times they made their own costumes, you know? So right. I know there was a lot of that going on. That still happens. You know, like, like there are some kids who've never worn a store bought costume, but you know, I'm not the one, Hey, I can hem up a pair of pants, but I I can't make a full on costume, <laughs> but you know, some parents and kids have those talents and Hey, why not put it to use? Yeah, we met George Romero at DragonCon a few years back before he passed, thankfully. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. We are extremely fortunate to have met George George A. Romero in person. That's incredible. He is precisely what you'd expect. Giant glasses, old hippie. Vest. Vest. Smoking a cigarette. Yep. Well, not in DragonCon. Oh, yeah. We met him at the table. This was right... This was right after I started uh, as a filmmaker. And I had had a movie that I made called The Roommate, which was uh, about a zombie. It was a guy living with a dude that was so annoying, he wouldn't die. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there was that. So for Dragon Con, I mocked up a, a cover that was The Dawn of the Dead. So when I met George Romero, I handed him a copy and I said, I want to thank you for you know inspiring me to make these movies. Oh, and by the way, my parents are from Pittsburgh. And he laughed, he thought it was funny, and he said, James, I'm going to try to watch this. Uh, I may die before I see it, <laughs> but it's on my list. And I said, well, I hope you don't mind the cover, because uh, it's a mock-up of Dawn of the Dead. And he said, no, 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 make this the cover. You have my permission, this is the artwork for your film. Mm. So for a while, on The Roommate, there was a quote from George Romero that said, make this the cover artwork <laughs> for your movie, James, George A. Romero. That's incredible. But after we, after we met him at the table, we went to one of his panels. Um, and this will tell you how, how nice of a dude that he is. We were at the panel, and it was me and Jessica. I don't know if Wheatley was there. 
Well, I was, uh, yeah, I was there. Was, we were at the panel. Okay, we was at the panel. We were going to meet up with a couple other people at the panel. Right. One of them did not make it. He didn't make it to the panel, okay. so he missed it. So we were outside where the panel was. It's at the Hyatt. Oh, sure. Yeah, I stayed so there last the year. Hyatt does that little, like, pull through. Yeah. That's where they bring the van in for the celebrities to take them to their room. Okay, sure. Yeah. I sat out there, and I was smoking a cigarette. So up walks George A. Romero, and he's about four feet from me. Right. And he's just smoking a cigarette, and I just kind of wave. Sure. And he waves back. And our buddy that missed the panel, he comes rolling up. Um, <laughs> and he says, oh, my God, I missed the panel. I, I hear George A. Romero is such a nice dude. He's such an amazing guy. Like, Obviously, he doesn't know who George A. Romero is because he is the dude is standing right there. Right here. <laughs> right. So I say, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's, he's pretty cool. I like him. Um, and, his, and he's from Pittsburgh and my parents are from Pittsburgh. And at that moment, George, like. Oh, I remember you. Oh, you're the guy. Yeah, you're that guy. Yeah, right. (laughs) And I respect the fact that you were just going to let me smoke a cigarette and leave me the hell alone. Well, you have to. You have to. Everybody, that's see, James knows this. the The best way to act around a celebrity is you don't do shit. A head nod. Hey, what's up? You know, if if that's even appropriate, you don't do anything. You just you behave yourself. In the in his offense. He may have thought, thought that guy was cosplaying as George Romero, and oh, he's in there cosplay. I mean, that would have been a really good George <laughs> A. Romero cosplay. But as we oh. were standing there, we're just talking, and he's going on and on about George Romero, and we're just la- and I'm just kind of like con- containing my laughter at this point because I'm like, the dude is right there, right? And he knew that the panel was there, so I mean, maybe he was a cosplayer, but the panel was right there, right, right. So George A. Romero is just sitting there, and he's just he's just laughing. To himself. <laughs> Nothing. Just giggling to himself. He thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. And then uh, as the van pulls up to pick him up, uh, he walks over. He puts a cigarette out. He walks over and he says, uh, he says, uh, it was good smoking a cigarette with you, James. Take it easy. And he gets in the van. And our buddy at the time said, uh, Who's it? do you know that guy? I was like, yeah, that was George A. Romero. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> But George didn't want to say anything because he was he was committed to the bit. Oh, he was like, yeah, I'm not gonna right. I'm not gonna ruin this. Nope. This is nope. funny. This is These great. guys are gonna tell this story years from now, and here we are. And here oh, we yeah. are telling the story. I'm not editing this. This is gonna be like a five hour episode, probably everybody. I uh, you're not gonna yeah. edit any of this? No. No, you know what? I'm inclined just to put it up there. Okay, I mean, like blind. You know what? What if I did that? What if I did that? I, you could do that. It'd no, be, but I be... mean, are you okay with that? Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. going to be a spooktacular episode. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sitting on like I'm sitting on multiple things from you guys. Damn it, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that's good fine. times. I mean we're doing our job as the content creators and providing the content. You know he's just been slacking on the editing. You know what, all. dude? It's it's th- Thunder Talk. Uh, you know what? Fucking has been and always will be the great experiment. Okay. It and is. Sometimes sometimes. You know, Edison had to had to had to take a break for you know health issues. Come on, yeah, come on. I mean, and then he made like thicker filaments. That's right. You know, and the yeah. light bulbs last longer. Or and then sometimes he, decided... he 
phoned it you in like him? this episode's going to be. <laughs> so is that what's up with your hair, Dan? Yeah. What did you say I was? Creepy science teacher? Is where I'm yeah, at now in looked, my COVID look? He looks like... He looks like a ninth grade science teacher, like the, the crazy science teacher. <laughs> who's also the yeah. art teacher. Wild hair. Yeah, who's also the art teacher. Yeah. I mean, he has to teach like four classes a day. One's art. Because I'm selling pot to middle school kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Allegedly. 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 Come on. Yeah, that's right. You got nothing on me. Yeah. So what? what's crazy is just... There's going to be a, a lot. We're going to have a lot of uh, stuff coming up. We have Halloween. We have the election. We have all sorts of things just on the horizon, you know. Allegedly. Uh, uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. I we, We're going to, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit next time, but we have some Halloween plans. Um, nothing big. And very small, very small in our home plans, but it's still going to be a good time. And, you know, like this will be the first year, like the uh, trick or treating will be completely different this year. I think for most places, maybe more kids will get full size uh, candy bars just like left out or, you know, like here's some buckets you come up, you grab. I'm just going to dump the candy and back away from the door. <laughs> Who knows? There's probably going to be some kids to make out like bandits. Yeah, I had the idea of getting like six different, seven different bags of candy. Uh, and instead of handing them out, just like walking into my kids' rooms and then just dumping it all over their floor. <laughs> hey, happy <laughs> Halloween. And happy Halloween, guys. Here's a half a pound of crackle, half a pound of Kit Kat, half a pound of Skittles. And then to be a dick, like after I have them, you know, go through the ritual of putting them back, like into a bowl, we put the bowl up in the cupboard. Over the next week, I'm going to steal all of the Skittles and Starburst <laughs> out of it. Like I normally or, would. Or, you know, to socially, you could like spread it over a park. You could kind of Easter it. And then, you know, that way they're getting the experience of going out and foraging for their candy. Hey man, that's they got to go hunt their candy down like they used to do. Like they used to do. You got to you got to <laughs> teach your kids how to hunt that candy. Yeah, a, it's back to basics, back to nature. Give them a fish. What do they have? You give them a fishing pole. Yeah, because we had to miss Easter too this year, so time to make up for some shit. Oh my god, yeah, it's like everything was just set back six months. Yeah, so Christmas in July, man. Christmas in July. <laughs> Imagine the sales. Imagine the yeah. sales. You know, Sears really needed a winter like this after after year of COVID. Some friends of mine actually did do like a Christmas in July kind of thing with their kids just because the year's been so shitty. And after those months of lockdown, they're like, yeah, let's do something cool for the kids. So they like made a Christmas dinner. I don't think they did like a full, full Christmas, but they did somewhat of a Christmas. Yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, we did my daughter's birthday in July. She wanted a Nintendo Switch Lite. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like the personal version, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, was, you know, your birthday for your birthday. And I was like, you know, fuck it. Let's just do it now. Like, this was your gift. And uh, ironically, today is her birthday. This is October 20th. For our listener out Happy there. Happy birthday. Our listener listening to this like the second, like, you know, a week from Thanksgiving. 
So yeah, yeah, we we did the birthday early. It's just been that kind of year. Well, here's the question though. Number one, does she have Animal Crossing? Yes, hundred percent. Number two, do we need to swap friend codes so we can like go to each other's islands and stuff? Yes, yes, you do. Yes, Hell you do. yeah! Bam, right there. <laughs> My son too. What I'm wanting to know is, um, you know, now that we're in the holiday season, you know, it's rapidly approaching. How many families are not going to get together? Because usually it's the this is getting into the time of year where people travel from all over the 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 nation and the world to come together with families. And I mean, how much does that put you at risk doing, you know, huge flights and doing all this travel come together? Let's see some turkey. You don't have to, Kabika. You don't have to see your fucking family this year, thank God. All right, everybody I, well, gets a reprieve. Yeah. All the people <laughs> for all the people who know what I'm talking about, you you get a reprieve this year. You don't have to fly out. You don't have to sit with your fucking with your like racist aunt and the 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 sibling you otherwise would think is really cool, but for some but because you're siblings, you fucking can't stand each other and never have. <laughs> you know, you don't get have to deal with any of that stuff. We had Thanksgiving uh, alone last year. Not not for any particular reason. It just worked out that uh, we mostly got sick. Uh, she had strep throat, and she laid on the couch. Mm. And the kids and I, you know, I did the tur- I did all the stuff, made all the thing. We I made all the Thanksgiving bullshit, and we set up a table in front of the TV. I put on t- Davy Crockett, uh, the old Disney Fest Parker. Davy I can't Crockett. even remember the last time I've seen that. Yeah. Are you going to make me watch Davy Crockett now? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. Look, if you miss your family this Thanksgiving, like if you can't get on the plane and stuff, I can't relate to you. That's Kavika's got all, we'll give you a hug. For everyone else, man, just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Um, for any listener that needs a hug, I will sacrifice my body to give you a hug. <laughs> and, me, and dude, she'll like throw her face into a fucking wall. She'll drink like. Five five shots of scotch, and then just plow plow her face like to, into the nearest hug tackle. What's the difference? Yeah, yeah. I mean, after the third time, it's not funny anymore, and it's like she's going to keep doing our, it. We we all have our gifts. We all have our gifts. We all have you know our just special talents, and you know maybe mine is throwing myself against a wall with my face. While drinking scotch. And it wouldn't be shots of scotch. It'd be like finger, <laughs> fingers of scotch or belts of scotch, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be like, I'm just going to like two 20-ounce bottles, you know, like double fisting, that's, one in each hand. Yeah, that's yeah. death. You'd be dead. 40 ounces of scotch <laughs> in a night, I think is. I think that's I think that's what they call wet brain. I think that's, uh, that's death. Is that death? I bet. 40 ounces of scotch. Ooh, hey, listeners, man. Thunder Faithful. <laughs> oh, my God. Our Thunder Faithful page. Uh, what? Yeah, when does it become lethal in terms of alcohol uh, levels? You know, please send post post a picture with you with uh, two 20-ounce bottles, one in each hand. My dog just decided to go in crazy. Get him, Beth. All right. Yeah. So as my wife runs to the door... We'll find out. But what I was saying is a 20-ounce bottle, Each it'll be like 
you know, where you tape the hands, you know, like, no, you, know, dude, like no, you can't do that. You can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't, can't be, down. no, you can't tape like a couple of four. It's like the whole tape at a couple of forties to a pledge. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, that's, but with scotch. No, no. I think that might be death. No, like I'm not, no. I mean, 40, man. 40 ounces would be about, would be like 25, 30 shots, dude. I, I don't That's even that know. Breaks down. I, no, I, I, I do. Bet, a, a shot I is one point five ounces. I bet twenty like what what is that? Uh, a half a bottle? I could <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> I, I um, okay, I don't know, Ben. I, I think Honey, your health is important to me. Agreed. But I'm just saying that I think I could do it. I could but... Jim Belushi it. Okay. Like like Jonathan Van Ness says, just because you American doesn't mean you Amera should. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But it's American, not American. (laughs) That's right. I, you know, like I said, we all have our talents. I don't know. (laughs) Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was uh, the Sam Wilson the Falcons' physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comics podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please listen, give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. Monster, why so glum, chum? Oh, hi, Bane. I have to write a promo for my podcast. For well, you should do something like, I am the monster, and I could kill you, but instead, I will simply break you if you don't listen to my podcast. I think that's a bit much. I don't see how that's a problem. The Monster Sci-Fi Show is part of the ESO Network. It's sci-fi. From a certain point of view. Ron and I have to figure out what we're going to do or be for Halloween. Um, we have costumes up here. We're not going to buy anything new because we both got about three or four different costumes each that we could wear or we can mix and match and do other things with it. And so, yeah, it's going to be fun. And this year, I don't have to... Oh, so that's the other sucky thing too about Halloween being on a Saturday is that you don't have to work. If it's on a week, right? If right, okay. Yeah. So typically, if it's on a weekday, you gotta rush home. Yep. But rushing home early is just you're just sitting in traffic because every other because everyone else is rushing is home early. Exactly. Rushing home early. Exactly. <laughs> it should be a holiday, dude. It should be a holiday. You know, it should be the last Saturday of every. October, Boom. whatever that Saturday it, it falls on, yeah. that's what Halloween should be. You know, oh it's kind of like that's yeah. how they, that's how they decided Thanksgiving. Sure, yes. I saw yep. a, a really great documentary on the Food Network about Thanksgiving, and one year the United States celebrated Thanksgiving twice in the month of this, in the month of November because there wasn't any. You know, one part of the country celebrated it like the second week in in, in November, and then the other part of the country celebrated it. In the last Thursday in November. Sure. And I think, I can't remember who was the president. I think they decided it's going to be the last Thursday 
in November, no matter what that date is. And, and that, they should do the same for Halloween. And that first year they instituted it was like the last hurrah for everybody who had it before the last Thursday. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I dude, so. I am I'm a thousand percent on board. And I'll you know, I'm gonna take this uh, a little further. We're talking about making a federal holiday here. Like straight up. This is this is a federal holiday. Well, I don't think that's going to happen, mainly because, you know. Let's fantasize a bit. If, <laughs> if, if people were arguing, because, you know, there is a, and, and, and weirdly enough, I, I think it's, it was a product of the 80s and Pat Robertson, Ronald Reagan, that whole alliance and the, the creation of a, you know, certain voting demographic that this whole notion of genuine Satanism uh, and, and anti-Christ. Mm-hmm. Notion, right. to, you know, something to say that Halloween is like a satanic thing. If one were to like say, you know, the Fed, you can't get on board with a holiday that's like that, just simply because of, again, a demographic that thinks Halloween is wicked. You know who I'm talking about. You're probably right, not listening right. to the show, and if you if you are, hear me out here. Let me make a point. Okay, one, you know, I don't think the master of the universe. I don't think God. I don't think God's. Uh, you know, son slash also God slash the Holy Ghost, the spirit that dwells among us when uh, his love is invoked. I don't, I don't think Jesus gets offended as much as people think. I think mean, Jesus is pretty secure, pretty secure dude. The idea that Halloween, there's no other holiday. There's no other nationally recognized holiday with the exception of people all going to the same park to watch fireworks where as neighbors, as strangers, but as Americans, as fellow citizens in our society, where we knock on strangers' doors and say, hey, I'm a kid in your general neighborhood. Can I have some candy? And as an adult, you're like, kids should have candy because candy is rad. Yeah, have some candy, neighbor. (laughs) You know, I'll wave to your parents at the end of my driveway, neighbor, fellow American. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting. The idea that we all get together for as insular as America can be. We all come right. together as strangers. And it's like, you know, a wink and a nod and a thanks for hooking my kid up, you know? Right, right. It's, I, it's so cool. It's you so know. cool. I think Jesus, I think Jesus would love Halloween. I think Jesus would love the costumes. I think Jesus would love the candy to the kids. He, I think Jesus would appreciate the community. I think he, that he, Halloween he, is a he, very, I think it typifies Christian values. And I've been talking for like four minutes. I'm going to have to cut that. I'm sorry. Mark, yes, agree with me. I mean, yes. Agree with me even I, better. I, I, okay, I will agree with you. I think it's a holiday that Jesus would like, minus the witches, ghosts, spooks. And because I think that is the thing that gets religious people upset. No, I think you're right. I think that, you're 100% think it's a right. a celebration of that. I'm like, well, it could be a, a celebration of that. I said, but when I was a kid growing up, I didn't think about those things. No. I thought about how much candy I'm getting. And most kids, that's what they think about. That's the only thing kids are thinking about. Now, let me ask you this. Right. Were all the ghosts in the spooks, was, was, was it as bad? As it is today. No, absolutely not. I remember Halloween before it was hijacked to a certain degree by a certain, you know, right group of Americans. I remember Halloween before that. I remember Halloween after that. 
Well, you know, it probably didn't help that people were putting razor blades in apples. Yeah, but how did that happen? <laughs> or, okay, they talk about, like, putting drugs in the candy, right? And, and I really think that's an urban legend. Because it has to how be. Can you put, how can you put a razor blade in the apple without piercing the apple, without you knowing that something is in there? I mean, thank you. It's impossible. Thank you. First of all, I don't want you to give my kids, like, you know, fresh fruit and veggies, okay? As a right, parent, that's my right. job. That's, Okay. Right, that's right. Uh-huh. I don't need that from you. And secondly, you're totally right. The razor blade being in there, there's no way. Uh, I, I invite our listeners, if you have some kind of, if you have some kind of David Blaine street magic that's going to put a razor blade in the middle of an apple without any evidence, uh, I invite you uh, to share that with us. We'll have you on the show. We'll even name the show oh, after you. you. You know what else they used to do for Halloween that kind of went out of flavor, out of favor? I should say, not flavor, but favor. Was um, UNICEF giving for UNICEF usually happened on Halloween? Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. How did that work? I remember that because mm. you'd walk so up to the door it, and yeah, you walked up to the door and you just took you know the kid would have like a little UNICEF box, right? And the parent was inspired to you know give change or dollar bills or whatever, right? Whatever Drop a quarter can fit in, in the box. box. Yeah, right. But I tell you, as a kid. I thought that the UNICEF kid was a freaking loser. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm getting candy and you're collecting money for UNICEF. What's wrong with you? Are you really a kid? Could you do both? We don't want it. Yeah. You could have done both, but I wasn't thinking of both. You were seeing, that's not what you were seeing on the street, though. You were seeing these kids just collecting for UNICEF on Halloween. Right, right. Yeah. Because they didn't want to, you know, maybe they were Jehovah Witnesses. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's real. Could have been. Could have been. Dude, oh my gosh. They could going down around, but it might have been. Wow. One of my best yeah. best friends in the world, right? Who listens to the to the podcast. Um, I will, you know, say her government name, which is uh Marielle. Um right. we worked together for many years at Dunham Bradstreet and we're friends and you know, she always talks about all the things that she missed out on. You know, you know, being part of the Jehovah Witness Church. Sure. And it wasn't really until I met her that I found out that, you know, there's a lot of things that Jehovah Witnesses just don't participate in. Halloween's one of them. And Halloween's one of them. But if you were a kid back in the day and you didn't want to go trick or treating for Halloween, there wasn't anything against the Jehovah Witness rules about supporting UNICEF and, you know, doing something that will eventually help other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Wow. But I I guess maybe they ended the program because maybe a lot of kids kind of felt the way that I did. What? You know, collect money and candy? You know, I mean, like as a kid, you know, you're thinking about candy more than like helping someone. Oh, an adult can help that those people. I'm a kid. I can't do anything. I'm not processing that. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And you know what? If you were a diabolical kid, I mean... Mm -hmm. You know, if you can get your hands on a, I don't know, like to get your hands on a UNICEF box, if you have to fill out paperwork or anything, but, uh, right, you know, right. I know where you're going. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. You could uh, just pocket that money. Well, no one really contributed. I was a anything. bad kid. Okay, guys. I was a bad kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not that I did that, but I would, I would think that. Yeah. I could see that definitely happening. Well, yeah. they'll get half of what I collected. You know, I mean, you know, who's going to know who is going to know?
Day of the Dead is a really good movie that kind of gets lost because it's not as good as the first two. No, it's not. It, and, you know, it, there's a, uh, there isn't a lot, but there are a couple moments of cheese. Or moments that haven't aged well. There's a couple of camera angles she uh, Romero gets. Uh, it's at the end where we have uh, our protagonist and her two new allies, the helicopter dudes. There's some like low tight angles of them with like machine guns. That was so 80s. So <laughs> it's like this is how we would frame Rambo, but we're we're not even close to the same solar system that can afford the kind of budget that Rambo had. You know that budget was. Yeah. At best. Yeah. Because the original plotline of Day of the Dead was elaborate. Really? I believe in nineteen eighties the budget that Romero pitched was something like hundred and sixty million dollars. Oh dude. Ooh. Um Yeah, he, he was he wanted to build Impossible. a city. Impossible. Impossible. Uh, it was it, some people had told him people want to see this. So he just started making and making and making. Right. And that's when you're creative, you don't think about the price tag. Of right. it. You just start making. Right. And usually when you're in Hollywood, especially if you're a director, you just create. Right. And you hand it to a producer. And a producer says, no, no, no. Okay, maybe. Right. Uh, I can't crash a tank. You want a Toyota. Okay, sure. And then you just kind of tweak. Yeah. Right. So his original premise was like $160 million. That they it would be another twenty years before uh, to the hundred sixty million dollar movie. Like Hollywood yeah. actually be like, yeah, yeah, this this is this is the the entire GDP of a small country. Uh, fuck it, you know, got to got to move that popcorn. And Romero was also feeling uncomfortable because that film was actually filmed in Fort Myers, Florida. It wasn't filmed in Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, so okay. Not his home court. Got it. Got it. Got it. Didn't like it. Interesting. Yeah, so some things certainly show sh- shine through in that movie. Well, you know that almost make, it makes me think of Land of the Dead. Like, do you know what the do the original his original hundred sixty million dollar super bonkers epic idea was? Uh, take elements of Land of the Dead, okay, of the city that is kind of the Fiddler's Green that's right. kind of like cordoned off. Right. The major story was this. Still kind of keeping up with the uh, commentary on the. Um, industrial military complex sure. from day, but it was that the rich people were funding this, you know, banana republic style oh, uh, military. Uh-huh. Okay, and he was trying to uh, kind of tell two stories at once. What oh, ultimately sure. ended up becoming two movies, right? So he said, right. uh, "I'll make the uh, military complex movie with Day of the Dead, and then I'll make Twilight of the Dead, and I'll comment on uh, capitalism." Right. Twilight of the Dead took forever, eventually became Land of the Dead, and we get Dennis Hopper being kind of crazy. Yeah, right. John Leguizamo's and we get Big there. Daddy, yeah. Who is yeah. one of the best zombies in the whole of the Romero world. I think he's better than Bub. Well, I'm gonna have to watch it again then. Now the thing I remember because I watched that with you, James, is that you had a you were all in on that Samoan uh, soldier. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Land of the Dead is amazing. I really wish he'd have made it, you know, early 90s, um, and that way we would have Romero's perspective on zombies and what they could represent socially right. in each decade. Right. So we had uh, we had race relations in the 60s with Knight. Yep. We had uh, commercialism in the 70s with Dawn. We had the industrial military complex in the 80s with Day, and we could have had this 
rise of capitalism um, and greed in the 90s. Right. But Hollywood just wasn't having it. But luckily, he went out to go do Resident Evil, and he had a pay-for-play contract for that. They fired him three days into the production, and he still wow. took all that money and just went straight over and made Land of the Dead. So, Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah, I, okay. I don't his uh, adaptation, the screenplay, was more faithful than the movie that came out. <laughs> well, they got mad at him, and they said, you're just making a Romero-style of the dead movie. And he said, I am Romero. <laughs> that's and how I do. That's how yeah. I do. You gave me money um, to make a zombie I'm movie. What the fuck? Doing a movie based on a video game based on my movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. What's the problem here? And apparently, the game's original producers were lost their minds when they found he was making it too. It was like what? <laughs> we Why made this. You? Yeah. Well, they, they said they opened it. Resident Evil was directly inspired by his zombie movies. So, how awesome is that? Romero tells great stories at the end of the day, but ultimately wants to tell something more than just a, a run-of-the-mill story. Right. That's yeah. why uh, it, it's affected me whenever we, whenever I watch a zombie movie. Hordes of undead, uh, living dead or whatever, shambling around means nothing. They're a canvas to paint with. Right, right. Once you've seen Romero make a zombie movie, you better have some teeth in this zombie movie that you're making. Don't be like, oh, it's <laughs> going to be nasty and there's going to be all this gore. And it's like, boring, man. That's been done a thousand times. Tell me the story that you're really trying to say. And they're like, uh, I just wanted to have a bunch of gore in my movie. Right. Yeah. Like, no. you could have gone like Shaun of the Dead, which you could tell is totally like inspired by Romero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, and they're in. Oh, oh, definitely. No, I liked that, um, how they kind of used like the zombies as like a commentary for just how like dead inside humanity is you know yeah. just like that yeah. opening sequence you know right. oh absolutely I-, I just liked it a lot just the whole like opening where it's like oh you know these are these are living human beings but they they're basically zombies yeah <laughs> right right and, and romero liked it so much that he put john uh, he put simon Pegg and edgar wright in land of the dead yeah they're they're, they're two zombies in uh in like a bar I've never seen Land of the Dead, so I'd I'd be up for watching it. It's definitely worth seeing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If for no other reason than uh, Tom Savini's in it. Oh yeah, well he's in uh, he's in Dawn of the Dead too. In Land, he, it's a sequel. Like it's his it's the same character he plays in Dawn of the Dead. He he gets ripped apart in Dawn of the Dead. He comes back as a zombie in Land of the oh, Dead. Shit! Oh shit! <laughs> oh, the same zombie. Oh, spoiler alerts. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert for a movie that's twenty years old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're the ones that clicked on Thunder Talk talk about zombies. <laughs> <laughs> the next evolutionary leap in the Thunderverse has arrived. The Ring of Thunder is a whole week's wrestling in a half hour. What? The Ring of Thunder is a whole week's wrestling in a half hour. What? Every show. What? 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 You come up around here wetting in sexy Thor's yard like he's anything but the hammer swinging, burrito eating, mic blazing, marking out but never tapping out Lord of Thunder, like you would do anything but sit down, open your ears, and take in the Ring of Thunder wherever you find your podcasts, like you would find any other podcasts in the Thunderverse or the ESO Network. Did you ever wonder why there are 24-hour kid networks? In my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, I write about how Saturday morning became a competitive business and the proving ground for what would become the 24-hour kid network. My book covers the Big Bang of the 1960s explosion of high ratings to the early digital age of Saturday morning's last hurrah, the 1990s. You can purchase my book by going to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com and I will ship you a signed copy. 
I'd rather you get into a, a cage match with Carl Urban than do the alcohol challenge. I mean, Beth is right. From a PR standpoint, the Carl Urban thing is going to be way better than watching you fucking die or hearing you die on a podcast. Why don't you play Edward Forty Hands instead? Huh? I mean, that's what. I, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's so much. Let's liquid. chat up. We'll just call the episode. That's... It'll be like episode thirty-three, Chad. You know, <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah. Uh, what's what would our sorority be? Sexy Thor. Um, Thunder Kappa Thunder. Yeah, Thunder Kappa Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, man, they rolled the TCT. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm CTC. What's up, bro? That's how, that's how, that's how you get your job. Nepotism. It's all about like what, what track you went to. <laughs> I, I, all, all the, that's I how you get all the best jobs. Depends on your frat. That's how you get all the best jobs. Yeah. CTC, yeah. everybody. CTC. CTC. Get it from- <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I love it when they're not expecting it. Uh, yeah, that's good stuff. That's the good stuff. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> God damn it, Adam. <laughs> but I'm I'm ready and I will be damned if i don't have an amazing holiday season beth just got from amazon some gloves to help her because i told her i'm putting her on the roof you're gonna make sure we're gonna be one of the most festive houses in the neighborhood i need my lights you know so yeah i just got some new work gloves for climbing up on the roof and putting the lights on i i will be there to help you know like moral support I will hand you the lights and the clips and move the ladder periodically, so you know, to help. I will hand you the lights and the clips and hold the ladder. <laughs> well, I'll be doing the hard work, though. I just be careful. But it's imperative. I mean, I, I think if there's ever been a year... This is the year that people need the most festivity. Um, I don't know. We might have to get some lawn ornaments. Uh, I don't know. Oh, shit. We might even get a brand new tree. We we might. So every year we always get a live tree, which I love a live tree. They smell good. They feel good. They look amazing. And they're the right price, right? You do have to take care of them. You have to spray them with a spray bottle and change out the water, add more water, that kind of stuff. But I find it very fulfilling. It it was something that we never had as a child. We always had a fake tree. I was always like, when I become an adult, I'm going to have a real tree. And that's what we've always done. But this year we are considering buying a uh, brand new tree with lights already on it. An artificial tree. An artificial tree. But where in the hell are we going to store that thing? Exactly. That's (laughs) what I said. Yeah. I mean, yeah, crazy. So I always feel like the holiday season kicks off with my birthday. Um, 
to me, Halloween is part of the the holiday season. And Absolutely. I don't know why people always try to like push it further back. And it's like, no, Halloween is a holiday. Like Absolutely. this season it's... kicks off the quote unquote holiday season. I, I agree. Halloween into Thanksgiving and Hanukkah and Christmas. Like it's all the same and, time of year. And you finished all, off with New yeah. Year's. Yeah. There you go. It's like one holiday after another. So I, I'm just looking forward to being as merry and uh, jolly as possible. If I think her, that I think most people need some uh, jolliness right now. If there was ever a season to be jolly, it's this one, damn it. Because it has been a slog of a year. Yep. I bet more people will watch all the holiday classics more this year than ever before. What, what's your favorite holiday, Adam? Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. That's all the words I know to that. Yeah, I think that's actually all the words. Is um, it? No. <laughs> there are more words. I listen to the Marilyn Manson version on a regular basis, and I still don't understand the words beyond that. Marilyn Man. Okay, you're blowing my mind right now because I did not know Marilyn Manson had his own version of This Is Halloween. Yeah, they came out with a sort of album of different artists covering songs from nightmare before christmas and marilyn manson does this is halloween and i want to say corn does another one of the songs but cannot remember both those artists are great picks for uh singing halloween songs i think yeah one of our friends is so in love with marilyn manson so one time she went to a concert uh remember those (laughs) i know i i i miss you concerts come back to me um so she was like she did a vip thing and a signing and he signed her leg and she took a picture and actually um of that picture on her leg and then she got a tattoo of it well, nice. No, she had him sign and then had them tattoo the signature. Like, she didn't oh, take a picture of okay. it. Like, she had him sign where she wanted the tattoo to be. Yeah. So she could just turn around, like, the next day and get a tattoo. Yeah, it, it was, it's pretty epic. And, it, you know, and of course, since it's his signature across her leg, I mean, she is, you know, she's artsy. She's a little gothy sometimes. You know, it was it's very fitting for her. She's absolutely in love with Marilyn Manson. Very cool. Very cool. Where did Dan go? I that is the question. (laughs) Um, I'm sure our listeners don't miss him. If anything, they value us, you know, more than Dan. I they, they probably feel like, oh. It's just supple sounds in my ears without being um, bombarded with extra noise. Yep, a lot more air was just brought back into the room. <laughs> yeah. Now, Night of the Living Dead, the remake, the 89 remake, uh, I saw. In fact, I, I think I saw that before I saw Dawn of the Dead. And I liked it. I enjoyed it. And I just found out that even though someone else directed it, the 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 screenplay was written by George A. Romero 
And it was him taking a second pass, like 20 years later, at Dawn, Dawn, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, and I think it, uh, maybe either I inferred this or read this, that he wanted it to better connect to Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. To some degree. Um, I mean, I hate to say that it's a George Lucas type thing, but he definitely felt like he made a couple mistakes. Melissa brought up in her Zombie Night uh, episode that Romero likes to write strong female characters. That was not true in Night. Uh, Barbara is not strong. And that was the first thing he wanted to fix was he's like, I gotta, this female character sucks. I gotta, I gotta make her better. Oh. So uh, he, he fixed that. And then there's uh, the things that retie it back up to Dawn and Day are questionably in the film. Uh, it's all the preacher footage, which it depends on what cut you've seen, whether or not it actually ties into it better. Uh, the one that played on Cinemax, like a <laughs> yeah, year after then, it I, came out. I couldn't tell you. There was there's a version of it where there is a preacher who gets bit. You're talking about the the remake, right? Yeah, the remake, yes. Okay. And he doesn't turn. And some versions have it and some versions don't. What's that all about? That is the that is what he was trying to get at was the that was supposed to tie to Dawn and Day in that there's still humanity in the zombies. Oh, you're saying that they that zombies wouldn't bite the preacher? No, the zombies bit the preacher, and he okay. didn't turn. He just used willpower. And Romero oh, was basically trying to say that he was able to keep from turning by getting rid of his humanity. But the zombies turned, but they still kept their humanity. Mm. And that's sort of what he was trying to say, was that it wasn't just the body that... It was just the body that turns, as opposed to the body and the soul. Oh, shit. And, okay. and that okay. storyline is a little complex. Yeah. And that's the reason why sometimes it's in and sometimes it's not. Okay. Got it. Got it. So, yeah, it, it does fit to it, but it's it's a little bit more difficult. Damn. You um, know, I had no idea. All this uh, all this is alternate Romero out there. Damn. Like you were saying uh, with uh, the Italian cut of uh, Dawn of the Dead. The preferred, the preferred cut for the Ball Horseman. I wow, say, is the is the Italian cut personally? Right, right. Because in that poster that everybody likes to stroke, it tells you all. It even says right there. It says uh, music by the Goblins with Dario Argento. JT Wheatley, history of comic books. Where 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 can we find your your all about you? Where you can find the history of comics podcast on practically any uh, podcasting platform: Apple, Spreaker, Stitcher, Himalaya, and so forth. And of course, I have a Facebook page, uh, Twitter page tumblr give me a like and subscribe and so forth and yeah that's where i'm at nice nice mr james moza mr daniel clink that's captain clink to you captain clink captain <laughs> clink sorry the fall horseman uh where can everybody find you you can find us on instagram at fall horseman you can find us on facebook the fall horseman you can find us on tumblr by looking up the fall horseman it's it's the fall horseman.tumblr.com for those people that you know are tumbleheads or whatever it is they call themselves. I don't really Tumbleweeds, know. Tumbleweeds. <laughs> Tumbleweeds. I mean, they're tumbleweeds. Okay. Um, and uh, we're on Twitter at The Fall Horseman. So The Fall Horseman. Just type us into YouTube also. You'll find us there. Click or treat. Excellent. We promise you a lot of content over the next, for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. You, you check them out and they'll, uh, they're, they're, I mean, they're like us. They'll keep dancing. They'll keep dancing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't stop me now. What can you do? <laughs> We have one video we already shot that's ready to go. We just waited to release it. We're going to do that. We got a couple. We got the typical YouTube stuff. We got some unboxings and some hauls. Um, 
and then we'll set up and do uh, our uh, our new show, which is a uh, low budget theater. Nice. Oh. And then it's a horror host kind of thing where you get to see me being a complete idiot, more so than I usually am. <laughs> um, and Jessica's working on a baking show. Ooh. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. See you guys soon. What will you do when your child asks? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What's wrong with you? Or will you handle it the right way? Sit down, baby girl. Let me introduce you to my friend, Mark McRae. Join Dan Clink and I on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast as we take a unique behind-the-scenes look at the history and dynamics of animation with plenty of laughs along the way. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a proud member of the ESO Network. Shh. Here comes here comes the crazy science teacher, guys. Everybody, he's back. He's back. You know, I was thinking just now that uh, <laughs> n- now that we all have solid side gigs, like our own gigs, our own solid gigs, then, you know, I'm more comfortable letting Thunder talk uh, lay fallow a little bit here and there. It's the Avengers. We've established that, right? If you want, like, the, the culmination of, you know, phase one, phase two, phase 17 of, of the Thunderverse, then you've got to be watching Beth's Twitch channel. you got to be on down at the uh, Best Saturdays with Mark and I, Ring of Thunder with Adam, <laughs> yeah. the Fall Horseman, you know, uh, the history comic books, uh, all that. Uh, you got to be playing Eve, and and uh, as an, as <laughs> you got you to be rolling with the goon swarm. Kavika, let her tell you what to do between episodes of this. Don't play Eve. Yeah. Don't do it. I mean, you can you can also play with me on WoW. Uh, you know, occasionally. Yeah, she's been back in a WoW. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's WoW's like it's fucking like, heroin. WoW is it is crack. It's right? heroin, dude. It's, you know, it just, like I just you never leave. You, you never know, off like, of it. Yeah. Yeah. You always yeah. go back to it. Always. It's true. Yeah, like 100 years from now, or maybe 50 years from now, there'll be the myth that uh, all the greatest WoW players died at 27. <laughs> <laughs> Beth is confused. Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Jim Morrison. Didn't even Kurt Cobain, I think. Yeah. Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Pigpen. Yeah. Well, they, they say, you know, like... Even like the best chess masters and stuff, they they usually peak in their twenties. Like some of the greatest minds, you know, peak in their twenties, which is interesting. And I think it's just like they burn so bright and they, you know, put all their effort. You know, you can't maintain that effort level throughout your life. No, right? And they right. they burn so bright and then they are like extinguished, and then that's what you know people that you know they recognize that they gravitate to it. You know, right. thing. I actually got a free t-shirt from Moe's a few years ago on uh, February 7th, just their 27 Club Day, and it had a, it was a shirt of the names of all the people in the 27 Club. From Moe's, like the Mexican food place? Yeah, Moe's Southwest Grill. Are you serious? <laughs> Dude. Whoa. For real? Whoa. Do you have to like eat 27 tacos, wow. you know, to like get the wow. shirt, you know? Because if you do, sign me up. I, I could. Okay. Maybe we should do that instead. I could totally do 27. Oh, man. That's equally as tough. 27 yeah. tacos. You'd be miserable. You'd want to die. I would be like, can I just drink 40 ounces of scotch? <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, 27 tacos. What I don't even know what I bet my limit on tacos is 
12. I'm going to say 12, 10. Yeah. You know, something like that. And no, she, she doesn't. <laughs> I Sounds terrible. I can eat I can eat 12 tacos because I've eaten 12. They have the 12 pack at Taco Bell, if you want to call those yeah. tacos, if you're a snob <laughs> like I am. So it's a real conundrum. You've actually got the measured proof. But, but you know, we started Thunder Talk when I was 27. Oh, damn. So, yeah, you've essentially, that's pretty much when you died on the inside, I think. Uh, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and Sexy Thor was born. Yeah. Well, it's like in Warhammer 40K. If you're Chaos, you can sacrifice a champion to bring out a demon. Don't, don't like, like the Space Marines do diabolical stuff to their soldiers. Like, some of them, like, don't they, like, trap them in a, like, closed room for a year you know, like they're new recruits, you well, know, and, and then do like all these kinds of crazy things to see if they go insane. And then like they kill them and if they can't will themselves back from death, then um, they can't they can't make the team. Like if you can't will yourself back from death, you can't it's be a little on more, the team. It's a little more than that. Uh, and it's generally, generally more, more than willing yourself back from death. Yes, actually, uh, it, it depends on the chapter, honestly. But generally speaking, you have a classification of children called neophytes who are all born as humans who aspire to becoming Marines. And this is this is grim, dark, awful. This is where the humans are. This is where there's no good guys. Warhammer 40K narratively has always been a challenge because there's no one you can care about. Everyone's awful. And life is misery. Uh, Space Marine, once you pass these like challenges as a kid, around the age of 10 to 14, they, yeah, they entomb you for like about six years, actually. And it's not a room. It's smaller than that. It's like a, like a, like a stasis pod or they fuck with you medically, genetically. You end up getting, becoming like nine feet tall. You become a superhuman. And most of the neophytes, you even make it to that point living on like death worlds and shit growing up where every day they're fighting each other and their surroundings just to survive. They're given the honor of going through this process about six years of total genetic and, you know, biomechanical recreation where they, as well as psionic and psychological reconditioning, torture, torture, torture. it's total torture. And most of them die during this process. The few that make it there to that point die during that process, like one in six or no, uh, only one in six survive. But yeah, after that, you're in the starties. You're a space marine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. Sorry, I've been on 40K kick for our... I mean, if we have 4,000 subscribers, then maybe five of you are into uh, maybe 12. Maybe 12 tacos. I, I know I can do 12 tacos. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. How many tacos could a space marine do? Oh, dude. Dude. 27 at least. At least. <laughs> Torture burns calories, allegedly. But see, the point being is that the champion sacrificed the demon because Sexy Thor is the champion and Adam Whitston is the demon. Oh my god, which would make you chaos, which is like the mortal enemies of the Space Marines. Because so. <laughs> I never owned a belt like this prior to 2018 or even 2020, so, you know, sex, Sexy Thor is a champion. Beth, describe the belt. Beth, describe the belt. Uh, it looks like a wrestling champion belt. It is uh, gem encrusted, gold filigree, uh, red leather, um, in the shape of what could only, I don't know, of winning, you know, uh, WW, 
uh, it has emblems embossed uh, in gold as well. I mean, of course, like everything is studded with uh, gobs and gobs of diamonds. This thing looks to be, I don't know, maybe a space marine could possibly use this as a wrist bracelet. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's it's actually the, the watch strap for a space marine. Um, <laughs> or, 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 you know, like those armbands, you know, that uh, athletes wear. You know, like each space marine would have an arm, you know, a wrestling armband, I, I think. So... I don't know. That'd be a pretty baller costume. I don't think space Marines believe in jewelry. I mean, they, I mean, well, for like every like decade of service, they get a, a bolt over their left eye. I think like, it's like a, a bolt, a bolt, like, like, a, like a bolt, like, like, like a construction like a bolt. cow killing bolt. Yeah. Like what's in Frankenstein's neck. Uh, yeah, but not as like garish as what's in Frankenstein's not neck. As like, fine. like you know, just a straight up. But but you get the idea. Like a bolt. Yeah, it's like a you know, like like you would like you know, like rivets and bolts. How bolts have like a domed kind of smooth top. Yeah, like every decade they get a bolt, and then like every five decades it's like a gold bolt. Yeah, above their eye and like a in their skull. How, how long does Space Marines live? I don't hundreds think of they, years. Hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. I thought hundreds. they all die in battle. Well, eventually, you normally, yeah. Yeah, they do. That's death. Death is their preferred method of death. I, I don't think there's ever like an uh, you know like somebody ages out of being a space marine. I just think they just keep recycling you until you die. It's not like Menudo. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Like if Menudo stayed young and hip for say like three hundred years at a time and then died, or yeah, or had the capacity to be hit for 300 years but at any time could die while performing and 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 often do then yeah it'd be like menudo i don't know if dan understands my reference fully i probably don't understand your reference fully. okay <laughs> menudo, menudo. No, I know menudo famous yeah. boy band mm -hmm. they they were big for a while in the 80s but menudo once boys in the band got too old they'd be taken out and replaced yeah i know yeah yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Space Marines are Menudo. Absolutely. You know, like, uh, I, well, they don't set them out to pasture. I don't think they set them out to pasture. Oh, speaking of this, I did read an article saying that there could be life extending drugs patented and created within the next 20 years. So within our lifetimes, hopefully, hopefully, you know, you know, that we could, uh, start, you know, taking a pill and you know undo some of the damage that we're doing right now <laughs> with with 40 ounces of scotch yeah i'm oh, yeah right no i'm betting on it i'm i'm no. it, like it ha this has to happen <laughs> Mark, where can we find Best Saturdays of Our Lives? Best Saturdays of Our Lives can be found on Apple um, Podcast Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, uh, the Best Saturdays of Our Lives um, dot com. Uh, if you don't feel like typing all that in, it's tbsool dot com. And I just made some upgrades to the website, so go and check it out. And so those are the places.
uh, that I know of. <laughs> Again, I'm not I'm not editing this, everybody. The show's gonna be like four hours long. So I it could <laughs> it's the culmination of COVID show. Yeah, that's so. what it is. Yeah. Plus <laughs> plus Halloween plus uh Fun fact, I looked up the band Menuno and their members over the years and one of them was cut because he got too tall. Oh damn. <laughs> With the, wow. So there you go. That's wow. heightest. It is, but you know, heightest. And they're very. I mean, like we're watching that. Um, okay, just that's not going in the show. See, now I have to fucking edit the show, Kavika. <laughs> now he has to fucking edit it. Now I gotta fucking I'm edit the show. This is damn not, it, Kavika. Stop! Stop! Dude, no, quit! Just stop! Quit talking. This, this is hashtag what... not all Kavikas. Oh shit! <laughs> hashtag yes all Kavikas. Right, yeah, well, I mean, I was going to be completely right. Let's let's was... <laughs> let's let's do an outro. Kavika ruined it for everybody. Let's yeah. fucking wrap <laughs> this up. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Hey, if you ever feel like you want to conquer space and you want to be out there on the front lines, join Goon Swarm today. Right now, we are fighting a band a battle to end all wars. We are versing 150,000 other players, and there's only 50,000 of us. I just spent this last week three different battles, one for 14 hours, another for 10, and another for 9. These battles are huge. They make the news regularly. Um, we set the world record for the amount of people PvPing against each other. Like at the same time. Yes, at the yeah. same time, all shooting... So come out, join us today. Um, if you want to join, you know, wow, I'll do that with you. Uh, or come out and watch Beth on uh, her stream where I moderate. On Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Noplahoma. I am also on Twitter at Noplahoma. Come hang out. You know, we play some video, bleh, video games. Words are hard. And we just chill out and have a good time. I lost pretty much all my game saves with my new PC, so fun times. We're going to have to, like, start some shit over. Oh, wow. Well, that's, uh, that's both tragic, but it's good for new new viewers. They get to pick up from the beginning. You get to see the reboot. Yep. Get to meet all the dream daddies all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy Thor, Ring of Thunder. Uh, you can find me um, in my bed asleep. It's all those jobs. <laughs> you can also find, exactly. You can also find me on the Ring of Thunder podcast where I just gave up trying to recap everything and I just talk about generally speaking the last week in wrestling. My most recent episode was 51 minutes. That was just all me talking. <laughs> Man. Oh. It's 2020. This is like the Thunder Talk of wrestling podcast or something. Yeah, you guys need to check out. Even if you're not into the wrestling, you will be because you'll you're already into sexy Thor. So exactly. You know. And if you want to wage war against the Travel Channel, join the Fall Horseman communities with uh, Fall Horseman on Instagram and the Fall Horseman on Facebook and Twitter. And they're also somewhere on Pinterest and Tumblr, but I don't go on those things, on so I don't Pinterest. know it. No, that's real. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, I think we were all on Pinterest at one point. Click a treat, motherfuckers. Dan, you are also on the internet in places. Yeah, Mark and I have uh, the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. Check that out at uh, tbsool.com. Click the link for the podcast. Go on SoundCloud. We're there. We're on the Apple. We're on 
Our own stuff. Uh, uh, yes. Thunder Talk. Thunder Talk is, is what you're hearing now. And you know what? If you hang out for the credits, the credit credits, then we tell you where to find us. Like, we've been telling yes. people twice this whole time. Hell uh, yeah. But also, guys, join us on the Thunder Faithful Facebook group. Come hang out. It's mostly been us posting, but we want you guys to, like, post stuff, too. If you got a meme you think we'll like, throw it in there. If you have thoughts on an episode, come throw it in there. If you want to just chat with other nerds and be like, hey, what's up today, nerds? You can do that, too. It's just a fun place to chill out and get away from the parts of Facebook where it's like the relatives that are embarrassing you, you know, like come hang out with the cool kids. Uh, We actually got some email, by the way, from a member of the Thunder Faithful. I didn't get back to him. I thought, uh, Beth, I thought you were handling the email, actually. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Describe I don't know the why email, you Beth. That, but okay. Yeah. Um, because it's convenient for my narrative. Um, <laughs> Describe the email, Beth. Um, it was electronic, and it came through the mail and involved words. It was an electronic letter. Please call it an email. Yes. Well, his name is Bill L. I think he's okay with us giving that much information out. Shout out to Bill L. Hey, Bill. You're 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 now my new best friend. We've talked to Bill. Yeah, you remember he, uh, he was. We were tweeting around a bit with him a little while ago. Beth, I think you also added some thoughts to some of our thoughts that we had. But does Bill know Carl Urban, and can he get Kavika in a cage match with him? Well, Jello Bill. wrestling. I can take him. <laughs> or like we we just see who which one of us can eat the most Jello, and I will win that too. Bill uh, makes an interesting point. Um, well, I know. Well, we're just like he just uh, well, did. okay. This is what this is what he said. He said, uh, "I think you were talking about trans people and trans rights on our one of our last episodes." Uh, and he had the following thought: "I just realized traditionalist Catholics have communion with trans wine." Stay safe, Bill L. It's trans. Are, are we saying that the wine is transformative? Or I'm it, not it, sure. Or that it, um, I mean, the wine isn't the wine the blood of Christ. Yeah, so, I mean, it is. So yeah. it is. Uh, may- oh, oh, oh! Transubstantiation is that what we're talking about here? Holy shit! Okay, transubstantiation. Okay, yeah, wine, wine, blood, blood, wine, uh, flesh, uh, bot, you know, body, uh, bread, wafer. Yes, uh, I mean, body Christ. Right. Yes, yeah, that's no, that's that's the miracle of transubstantiation, right there, everybody. Wow, Bill, uh, we're blowing deep our minds. Thoughts. Yeah, deep Damn. thoughts by fucking Bill, dude. Wow, dude. Okay, <laughs> yeah, because for yeah. a second I'm reading, I'm like, is this gonna like if we have any Catholic listeners, it'll be a province? Like, no, no, Bill's Bill's on the next level, uh, right? Yeah, now. I mean, like, yeah. so Bill, Damn. um. What won't make it a show is since we do this on Zoom, we were all watching Dan read this, you know, and the glow is coming from his phone. It's on his face <laughs> and he's just sitting there and we're like, uh, and Dan, you know, you like, you got to tell us the thing. You blew his mind in such a way. Yeah. Though that you got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Everyone else got to watch like the, the process of me going from like, uh, to. <laughs> So, Bill, give us, send us more emails. 
And if you have any friends out there that uh, would enjoy a listen, you know, recommend our show and uh, bring them into the conversation. We appreciate your input. I think I think we can end. I think we can end the show now. Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop with special guest star Mark McRae. Starring Kavika Allo, Adam Wedston, Beth Allo, and Dan Klink. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ThunderTalkPod. Our email address is ThunderTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. The, the problem that you have with uh, Zoom footage like this is that if you look on the screen and you see how big Wheatley's head is, that's how big it is in the uh, in the editing window. It's it's that big. I just always assumed it was an unspoken thing among you guys that we don't talk about Wheatley's like big ass, like what? <laughs> like like we all have to put some effort into just keeping just our regular lives going. The conversation, polite conversation. What's wrong going. with giant Irish head? What's going on? What? He's going to go home and carry himself to sleep on a big pillar. <laughs> I have two beds, one for my head and one for my body. <laughs> this has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tea Public store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.